0: fellow durable leaders. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, With me today is Shane Plank. He is the Director of Sales and Business Development at NetMind US. NetMind is, they're more than just course facilitators. NetMind is a full stack of training and consultative services for organizations looking to do transformations. If you're looking to learn more about the agile method or digital innovation project management. NetMind works with you and your organization to diagnose your true business needs, design the right package, and deliver your custom solutions. Shane, thanks for joining me today. Good afternoon, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Tell me more about NetMind. I know I just went through a really quick couple of bullet points. Tell me more about NetMind and what you guys do.
1: Yeah, you you captured that very well. well. We believe in the power of an organization's people that if you can empower them, that they're the right people to drive your organization with new work models, new management models and help change culture. Um, and you're right, we do that through a combination of both training with coaching and mentoring. And usually our services are highly tailored to an organization. We can you know, deliver course materials off the shelf, uh, but really when an engagement is most successful and we can see real behavior changes is when we are able to, to really kind of do that analysis work up front and, and put something in front of you um, that will help you tie business outcomes to that training engagement. Awesome. Awesome.
0: I've worked with a lot of course facilitators that just deliver prepackaged content, and it's great if that's exactly what you need. But for organizations that need, more customized solutions from soup to nuts from ideation of where the problem is all the way through implementation and uh, reassuring that the organization's culture has adopted that mindset I think you guys are bringing a fantastic solution set to it so thank you for what you guys do and uh, you know I think there's opportunity for us to work together sometime in the future and refer some business I think there's a good synergy there
1: yeah. We're always looking for good content to put on our blog.
0: Excellent. <laughs> Hit <hint. laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Uh, I may, I've got tons of written material that uh, I can contribute. Um, i looking forward to our conversation today about change and leadership because what better time, right? We are going yeah. through some crazy movements and transformations in the entire business landscape. I want to start off with a couple of quotes here from two huge business titans. Jack Welch said, change before you have to. And Jeff Bezos says, what's dangerous is not to evolve. And I think this captures the necessity for leaders to embrace change and for organizations to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So my first question to you revolves around this idea of the dynamics of our business landscape. We've got acronyms like TUNA and VUCA, you know, turbulent, uncertain, novel, ambiguous, and VUCA is volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Whatever acronym we like to use, the common theme here is change is fast, change is constant, and change is difficult. I mean, it's coming at us at an ever-increasing pace and working towards stability it's kind of like chasing that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Good goal, but you're never really going to get it. And change is tough. Uh, I've worked with small organizations. Most of my organizations that I work with are less than a thousand in headcount and no more, definitely no more than nine figures of revenue. I know that you guys work with organizations that easily crack the billion dollar mark. So you know how difficult change can be. You know how fast change can come at us. And it's never going to stop. So my question is, how can young leaders who have never seen this much change in their entire lives and seasoned leaders who may be set in their ways, how can all of these leaders get comfortable with life in this new landscape that we've all found ourselves in?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. If I can talk just briefly about where my background came from that can helps share. understand my uh, my opinion on this. I have had the privilege and I do look at it as as a privilege of working primarily for small business owners. And the thing that I've learned from them, you know, as an employee, as well as working, you know, under them in a leadership position is the idea is that you can see how everything affects them both professionally and personally when you're that close and you see that in order to keep food on the table they have to be able to respond quickly if someone calls out sick if someone suddenly resigns how do you fill that position and oftentimes it's them stepping in yeah so i say all that to kind of transition into the idea that the old command and control way of managing, Mm. it it just can't work anymore. Talk about that. Um, I think that, uh, and you and I have talked about this previously, I I, I think that a lot of leaderships in those larger corporations, there's a level of self-preservation going on. Right. And when you want to integrate a change, you understand there's high visibility on you. And so it's really critical to not hampers people creativity to encourage collaboration and really kind of adjust to that idea of servant leadership and and i've always found it funny that servant leadership is is a big topic today because of what i said earlier working with small business owners uh they have to i've you know i've been in a dish pit with the owner of a of a restaurant that staffed 200 people i've you've already seen it firsthand yeah and and so i think that if businesses the leaders of those business focus more on on their internal people yeah and listen to their ideas and uh, give them opportunities to share creative ideas I, i think it allows for some really interesting conversations that people will feel more encouraged to continue to contribute and evolve and and some great things can happen when you have those
0: conversations going across all layers of the organization excellent I love those thoughts. Um treating that business as if you are there to give to the organization. I love that idea. Yeah. That brings us into our second point, the speed at which organizations go from decision to execution these days. It's blazingly fast uh, despite how difficult it is to work in a bureaucracy. Uh, It's still blazingly fast, and it always amazes me how quickly organizations can execute these days. Enabling that speed has been innovations in org structures. Now, I spend a portion of my consulting service advising executives on how their org structures impact that decision-to-execution chain. Here's what I'm convinced of. Like you just said in the previous question, in your previous response, centralized org structures will soon go extinct. I'm convinced of it. I think you are too. So knowing that, what do you see as the key success factors for organizations that want to evolve into a structure that empowers more fluid and decentralized decision making?
1: Another great question. So I think the short answer is that everything needs to be focused on value driven outcomes and how you get to that is by managing or controlling the flow of work or your systems not the people Mm. because i think the goal of leadership is to empower people to do their job right and too often we're managing people with a series of, of restrictions or, or, or metrics and not that metrics are not important. They are critical to be able to measure success. Um, however, we get to focus on those individuals rather than looking at themselves or the processes that, that leadership have put in place that create bottlenecks. Right. Again. And, um, uh, Part of that is, you know, we hear in Agile a lot is the idea of work in progress. And I think it's very necessary to limit that whip because you can put too much work on people and without a clear way to define prioritor- prioritization, yep. um, people start to get frustrated and spend their wheels. So again, just, just focusing on how things work, the processes rather than the people, I think is, is very critical. and. Um, to the success of of making that culture change within leadership.
0: Now, that takes us into our next point here because the way that we have done that prior to COVID was to get interface, like direct face-to-face time, one-on-one interactions by shaking hands and being in the same room with the same people. But now that COVID is here, Love it or hate it, working virtually is here to stay. Now, for some, this has created opportunities, you know, it's good. More time with the family, more time for other creative outlets. For others, less travel, whether it's commute or spending time on the plane. Less travel means more time to be productive. And still, there are those who can't stand to work virtually. They just cannot stand another Zoom meeting. can't stand another time with getting on a conference call where oh who's being muted what's going on with the technology it's very difficult so basically there are benefits and setbacks to virtual professional life but it's here to stay now what mindset do you see managers need to shift towards now that we are forced now that managers are forced to lead virtually
1: trust and accountability
0: two great words
1: so specifically though is trust not from the perspective of i trust that you are working Um, because you mentioned being able to go and shake people's hands Um, what they're missing now is that ability to validate that someone is sitting at their desk and doing something right they're being productive or not is a different question but it makes people feel warm and fuzzy inside that I can see John sitting at his desk and I know he's, uh, you know, typing up his TPS reports if you're right. a Office Space fan. That's right. Um, but it's the trust that you trust your teammates, you trust your colleagues, you trust your leaders and your leaders trust you so that people can bring in all of the things that we've talked about already, creativity, collaboration, but but be able to trust that they can be vulnerable, that they can try new things and change, and that they're not gonna be micromanaged and ridiculed because of that. I think that's the trust that you really need. Um, And the accountability is really back again to the the idea of teamwork and trying to eliminate finger pointing yeah if you foster a culture of teamwork collaboration you will naturally start to reduce those things and i think that's where everyone wants to get is is you know ultimately the buck stops with someone but i don't need to be competing against my colleague necessarily right uh, or you know accolades per se. Mm,
0: Good point, good point. So um, now that we are uh, getting comfortable and making peace with life online and understanding that the virtual world is not going away, we have to more and more embrace this digital life, right? That means for us uh, working in a virtual world, we need to embrace our online presence, whether or not we have aspirations of climbing the corporate ladder or taking a dive into the deep end of the entrepreneurial pool, whatever our goals in life and for our career may be, why do you think, Shane, why do you think it's important for everyone in the modern workforce to bolster their, their own, their personal professional brand?
1: I think the first thing is, is that people buy from people great point. And your customers want to feel that the person that they're interacting with is trustworthy and provides value. Um, So I think that that's really critical. I think for me personally, um, our organization has gone through some changes recently, including a rebranding. Um, we've expanded our portfolio. We were once known specifically as just a business analysis training company to now being able to support you know, business agility transformations. Um, however, by doing a simple name change, you become almost like a startup. Um, and so for me, it's important to start to build a personal brand more so to d- drive visibility for the organization I'm working for, NetMind. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of competitors out there, and you're competing against other training organizations, you're competing against large consulting companies, you're competing against uh, internal L&D. Um, so there's a lot of messages out there. And what I wanna do and what our organization wants to do is is to just kind of show that we have a unique perspective on things. Right. And although there may be lots of people sharing information in kind of the similar domain, um, that we were able to analyze it and, and, and put our own creative spin on it. And uh, that, you know, if a need arises, you'll hopefully value what we've shared and, and reach out and, and learn more.
0: You're giving first, adding value to the community, and creating that trust in others, in your potential customers. Whether or not they actually become a customer is irrelevant because the trust is paramount for you? I
1: believe so. I believe trust is, I think that's the most critical aspect of anything when you're dealing with sales and marketing, um, you know, or consulting or or anything where you are getting intimate behind the scenes knowledge of what an organization's doing. Hmm. They need to trust you.
0: Couldn't agree more, Shane. Couldn't agree more. We're coming up on our time here. So let me wrap up with this last question. We've hopped into the DeLorean and we've gone back in time and we are now at the day after your college graduation. <laughs> tell me what you would tell your younger self about leadership, whether that's in business or in life.
1: Yeah, great, great question. And uh, it, it really the two things that jumped to mind apply to our entire conversation today um, the first would be to spend time to foster a stronger network and better relationships, not just with your close personal friends, but yeah. people again within your domain. Um, I think that I waited far too long in my career to really make an intentional effort to do that. Uh, the second one uh, would be you said it earlier think like an owner. Um, I think I. I kind of understood that mm. back then, but I think again that took me a little bit too long to understand the idea uh what they now call systemic thinking. <laughs> the idea that every decision you make yeah. has some sort of effect or impact on lots of other different components. That's right. Um so again, we we put these these buzzword names around lots of different things that I think uh People could really learn from if they just spent some time with a you know someone grinding as a small business owner. But yeah. those are two things uh, that I think that I I wish I would have started a little bit earlier.
0: Yeah, as an owner, you have to think it that you have to believe and know and understand that a decision with an outcome in this particular activity has a consequence or a trade-off for another activity. Absolutely. as just a nine-to-five employee, all you're doing is just your task. And if you can make your deliverables by the end of the day, you're done. That's not the way to grow. (laughs) I think you just said that. If you can understand that your output impacts somebody else in the workflow down the value stream and give them the best opportunity for their success, that systemic thinking that you're talking about, the way an owner would think, we would all grow our organizations that much better
1: i I agree heck we'd have better relationships outside of it if we you know learn to realize what we do
0: truly does affect lots of others great point good advice not just for business but for life as well thanks uh hey shane thanks for um spending some time with me today Um, You guys, you need to get in contact with Shane. He's a great guy. Reach out to him on LinkedIn. I will put his LinkedIn profile down in the description below. So reach out to him and uh, get in touch with him and NetMind. If you are looking for an organization that can deliver not just course material, but customized training solutions for your organizational transformations, give Shane and NetMind uh, a call. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot.